Hey, it's Kirsten. Do you feel like you're spending way too much money on supplements? When I started out on my health journey, I was also shocked about how expensive high quality supplements were, especially as I was upping how many I was taking. That's why when I became a practitioner back in 2018, I started offering my clients a way to save up to 25% off many of their supplements through a company called Wellevate, which is spelled W-E-L-L-E-V-A-T-E. Through Wellevate, you can order many of the supplements that you're already taking, like Pure Encapsulations, Gaia Herbs, Enzymetica, and others at discounts of up to 25% off retail. And shipping is free for orders over $49 within the United States. The only way to buy supplements through Wellevate is through a practitioner, and I will earn a small commission at no additional cost to you while you're saving money. So if you want to start saving upwards of 25% off your supplement bill, go to the resources page on my website at carefullyhealing.com forward slash resources and go to the Wellevate section. You don't have to be a client, just set up your account and start saving. I'm Kirsten Ramstrom, a certified holistic health coach, and welcome to the Quest for Healing podcast. Whether you're just starting out on your health journey or you're farther down your path, I've created this podcast to inspire and inform your health journey through first, some extraordinary healing stories from real people, second, an exploration of some intriguing healing modalities, and third, through conversations with enterprising people who are making a difference in the health of our world. Welcome to episode 57. I can't believe it's mid-November already and that the holidays are just around the corner. In light of that, I have a couple things that I want to bring to your attention before we dive into this week's episode. First, I have a free holiday recipe guide with six delicious recipes that were part of episode three from last year with private chef Mimi Vladarchik. It includes sweet potato recipe, a glazed whole carrot recipe that I found surprisingly delicious, and a pumpkin pie recipe that just today I bought everything for so I can make it for next week. To find the recipe guide, just go to podcast.carefullyhealing.com forward slash holiday recipes. And I'll also put a link in the show notes so that you don't have to remember that URL. And don't forget, you can only see the show notes if you're following the podcast. So while you're there, hit follow. Second, if you haven't had a chance yet, please check out my new Quest for the Best holiday gift guide. It contains more than 25 great gift suggestions, along with some special discounts just for you. You can find it on my blog at carefullyhealing.com, and I'll also put a link in the show notes as well. I will be adding updates over the coming weeks for some of the special deals that are coming up as well, especially over Black Friday weekend, so keep an eye on my Instagram account at carefullyhealingwithkirsten for those. Now to the episode. My guest this week is Megan Maynard. She's been on an incredible health journey. She was a star athlete from a young age, and she lost that, her career, and even her marriage as a result of chronic constipation and gut issues, tons of neurological symptoms, and shingles body pain. At her lowest point, she wasn't sure that she wanted to continue living like this. And her comeback was not a straight line. There were a lot of ups and downs, and she learned a lot of really valuable lessons along the way that she shares with us in this episode. So if you're at a really low point on your own journey and looking for some inspiration to bring you back up, this episode is for you. 
And as always, these discussions are not intended to provide medical advice, but rather to give you examples of methods and modalities that you may find interesting, informative, or helpful. Please work with your doctor as you undertake your own health journey. And with that, let's go to the episode. Megan, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. I really appreciate you being here. Thank you for having me, Kirsten. I'm so excited to dig into your story. And so we're just going to kick it right off. So why don't you go back and tell us about where your health journey started? My health journey started when I was a child. I've had gut issues my entire life, had constipation from as early as I can remember. And I actually had a little bit of a turbulent upbringing. My parents divorced when I was three years old. I lived with my dad. Both my parents worked for the airline. So I was required to travel a little over a thousand miles, several states away, at least twice a month and all the breaks and school holidays to see my mom. And so we spent a lot of time sitting around smoky airports on smoky airplanes and flying standby. And, you know, I look back now and it was very stressful and obviously a lot of toxin exposure. And I was taking about 50 to 70 flights per year up to the age of 18. But the gut issues were very prominent, mainly the constipation. And also with that, I was spending a lot of time in the bathroom, like long amounts of time. And as a little child and all the way up through my teenagers and everything else, one thing was that my mom was, she was not the most emotionally available person. She was very narcissistic, very demeaning in a lot of ways. And so she would tease and essentially shame me for spending so much time in the bathroom. And so I would get so nervous, so anxious, and I would try to just hide myself away. I would try to make excuses to try to use the bathroom because my gut always hurt. And of course, I was just eating the standard American diet. Um, I remember as a child going to the emergency room a couple of times because I had such bad gut pains and just felt like my intestines were all twisted up and nothing ever came out of that. So essentially my issues were dismissed by both parents as being nothing. And as a teenager, I was very involved in athletics and especially running and also played basketball in the winter. And my gut issues, they worsened, you know, and at this time, you know, I was very social with friends, but I, again, I would just try to hide myself away and, you know, try to figure out where I could go to the bathroom or how I could go, or I would just hold it because it was just too painful. And I know that sounds like a bad thing to do, but I felt like I didn't have another choice. And before a competition, I would abstain from eating at least five to seven hours. So I was, <laughs> and I look back now, man, I was running on just pure adrenaline all the time. And of course, after the competition was over, I'd be starving, hungry, and I would just sort of binge on whatever looked good and a lot of junk food. And it was a very disordered way of eating. As I got into college, I was very successful in running. I got a full scholarship for cross country and track and field. I earned all American placings was top placings in the Pac-10 in several of the competitions. And the gut issues didn't go away. You know, they just continued. And I was very aware that 
People can get labeled very easily for having eating disorders, especially in the distance running community. So I was always trying to eat as much as I could when I could, especially around people, but I still had to abstain from the eating because my gut just hurt. Now, at this point in time, I had seen a couple of doctors and, you know, like a couple of the team doctors and stuff. And I had mentioned this, but I didn't fit the classic definition of constipation because I was still able to go to the bathroom at least like once a day, but it was never complete. I was always straining. So they, they just kind of dismissed it. They were just like, drink more water, just silly things like that. Eat more fiber. So at this point in time, I started using uh, laxatives and stool softeners sort of to self-medicate. Now I used them on a pretty low dose level because I didn't like diarrhea. So I wasn't using them excessively, but I was just really just trying to go. Right. Just move things right along. Exactly. After I graduated from college, I started working right away and, you know, the gut issues continued, but I kind of had sort of this semi successful way of managing them with, like I said, the -the over-the-counter products. And so I I just kind of coped with it. I never thought that it would get better, but I never thought that it would get that much worse. So I was just kind of in this place of, okay, it's not so bad. Things started to change in the year 2007. That was when I was age 28. And that's when I entered grad school. Uh, For grad school, I was required to get a shot. And it ended up being a major trigger that set a whole bunch of other issues off. First of all, the gut issues got dramatically worse. So the constipation was now just sort of ruling my life. I was using said products more and more, which I knew was not helpful or healthy at all. And I also started developing anxiety, like sort of uncontrollable anxiety out of the, out of nowhere. And at this point in time, I finally started seeing doctors. I was just like, all right, push come to shove. I, I got to go get some help. The doctors were actually, they were not very helpful in my opinion. First of all, they just labeled me with irritable bowel syndrome. And I went through a bunch of tests. And then they, of course, diagnosed me with some other stuff. They gave me some drugs to try, and that wasn't helpful at all. The following year in 2008, it was actually the day I was taking midterm exams during my summer semester in grad school, and my dad suddenly passed away. Oh, wow. I was just completely devastated. My dad was both parents to me. I mean, he raised me and my sister. And he was an amazing man. And um, following his death, I sunk into a very deep depression. I had insomnia immediately. In fact, that was literally the day that insomnia developed was the day that he passed away. And then I started developing all kinds of neurological issues that I had never had before. I was having an extremely hard time just learning new material in school. I was having memory loss, couldn't recall things, couldn't retain the information, super bad brain fog, was getting very poor scores on exams, couldn't talk well, just, it it was just really hard. I was seeing a counselor to just kind of cope with it, but it was a point in time where things just dramatically changed. And that went on for the next couple of years. By the year 2010, my last year in grad school was a year where I would say the crap really started hitting the fan. 
I was in one of my last clinical rotations and I suffered a just crazy random accident injury. I was actually helping a person go up some stairs and this was a very large person and this person's knee gave out and she fell backwards on me on a set of stairs. And so for me not to fall backwards either, I absorbed all of her body weight and it injured my L5S1 disc in my low back on the left side. I was actually okay at first. I mean, I knew it had happened. It was very acute. You know, I treated it accordingly. And then within about three to four months after that, I started developing severe left hip pain. And that was eventually started progressing into sciatic pain. At this time, as I was approaching graduation, the insomnia just increased dramatically. And um, with the insomnia, at first, I just, I just thought I wasn't tired enough. You know, I mean, I'm, I was going through all kinds of stress. I'm in my last semesters of grad school. And I just thought, well, I need to tire myself out more. So when I couldn't sleep, I would go get on my trainer and I would ride for like an hour in the middle of the night, like one or two o'clock in the morning. And I try to tire myself out. And then I take a shower and then I would go back to bed. And sometimes I could fall asleep for like two or three hours. And sometimes I'd be up for the rest of the night. Wow. <laughs> so I started having a lot of nights of zero sleep. And it just took a toll on me. I mean, you know, I was finished, like I said, I was finishing school. I was still trying to compete in races. And my performance just tanked. I was getting really fatigued. I was even like on the days I was riding easy, I just couldn't recover from that. And I was also having trouble focusing and I was crashing a lot, which I had never done before. And so that was really bizarre to me. And when you say crashing, you were, were you crashing your bike or were you just, was your body just crashing like to go to sleep? Oh, I was crashing on my bike. I crashed a lot and I had never done that before. And it was really bizarre. So I went to the doctor because I was just like, I just got to sleep somehow. So since I had so much fatigue at this point and my you know, performances were going downhill and I was just having such a hard time recovering, I told all this to the doctor and she diagnosed me with chronic fatigue syndrome. And I was really shocked. I was like, what? Chronic fatigue syndrome? Like, I'm not fatigued all the time. I still can do all these things. And her solution was to stop exercising so much. And I thought that was crazy because at this point I was doing like half of what I had done before because like I said, because of the insomnia, because of all the stress, everything else. But that was like my first sort of official diagnosis after the gut diagnoses. And following that, I, I started working after grad school and I had to quit my job within seven months. I had oh, wow. so much fatigue. It was actually the last time that I worked full time. I, I couldn't walk upstairs without just feeling just labored, you know, heart racing. I was having a lot of trouble standing because of my back and the sciatica was now all the way down to my foot, getting a lot worse. It was constant. I had a lot of anxiety, the insomnia, just crazy. So after I quit my job, I took about six months off. And, you know, I tried to sleep a lot more during that time. And 
and I started going to some naturopaths and I started going to a nutritionist, but I also went back to my family doctor because at this point I thought I had cancer. I was freaked out. And when I was a child, my mom actually got cancer when I was 10 years old. She got breast, uterine, and ovarian cancers all at the same time. Oh she my God. A, she had a bunch of radical surgeries and I didn't understand what was going on at the time. You know, it was very confusing to me. I would think that that would be a lot for a 10 year old to deal with. Yeah. And actually, this is kind of hard to say, but I think it's worth mentioning throughout my teenage years and my young adult years, she really held it against me that I didn't never understood what she was going through when I was a child. My mom actually told me several times throughout my teenage years and as a young adult that she wished that I would have cancer so that I would know what she went through. And unfortunately, I internalized those very cruel words. And so at this point in time, with all the fatigue, with some of the neurological symptoms, with just the insomnia, just felt like my body was breaking down. You know, I couldn't hardly exercise anymore. I, I was freaked out. So I went and started getting some testing done. I met with a genetic counselor, did some uh, genetic testing, the BRCA gene, because on her side of the family, the maternal side of her family, cancer runs in the family. Her mother and her two aunts both died of cancer. All the testing turned out to be negative. I had actually a couple mammograms within a couple of years. The only thing that came back from that was just fibrotic, dense breast tissue. So that really went and didn't go anywhere. But everything didn't get, nothing got better here. You know, um, I started seeing a nutritionist and I cut out gluten at this point, like for good. I kind of dabbled in it. Now I was totally gluten-free. It actually didn't make hardly any difference to me. I still had terrible gut issues. Now I was taking a ton of supplements. I was doing a bunch of testing, like food sensitivity testing. So I was starting to cut out a bunch of foods that I didn't think were a problem, but showed up on the test as being a problem. And the neurological issues now started getting a lot worse. I started getting really bad migraines, really bad bouts of depression. The fatigue was was just getting terrible. I mean, just walking now was, was a chore. I had started working again, but it was just sort of hit and miss. So I was working for, you know, stretches at a time and then I'd have to take stretches of, of time off. I, I mean, I literally thought I was going crazy and I just didn't know what to do. So at this point in time, I was kind of at the end of the road with the nutritionist because we hadn't really solved anything. And she referred me to a Lyme disease doctor. I knew nothing about Lyme disease. I never grew up in an endemic tick area or any of that, you know, that sort of thing. I'd never seen a tick in my life. So I had the test. It came back inconclusive. But when I saw the Lyme doctor and, you know, went through all my symptoms, of course, I got a Lyme diagnosis. Just, just exactly like medical medium tells us. I mean, just classic. But at the time, I had not gotten any diagnoses for all these things I was going through. 
and I couldn't really land on anything. So now I thought this was the Holy Grail. And I really went down the rabbit hole into Lyme and all of the treatments. So the first year I was doing the Lyme treatments was actually 2013. And I got put on antibiotics from the start. And I never quit antibiotics for the next four years. I was also taking antifungal drugs, antidepressants. I was dabbling, you know, in the sleep medication still. And then the Lyme doctor diagnosed me with Babesia and Bartonella. And so he put me on anti-malarial drugs. These are black box drugs. These are serious, serious drugs. I was in the emergency room three times over the summer of 2013, just thinking I was dying, like having a heart attack. Insomnia was off the charts. I mean, at this point now, I was going like a week without sleep. It was ridiculous. I I, I could hardly cope. I could never pinpoint what was helping or what was hurting for the most part. There were a couple that I would start and just just blew my socks off. And I was like, Oh, heck no, I got to get off this. Like, I can't, I can't stand it. But in many ways, everything was just slowly continuing to unravel. It was like a slow, slow burn. But here's the thing. I mean, the antibiotics, they destroy everything in your gut. So now my gut, instead of being constipated, I was all over the map. I was actually constipated one day, having diarrhea the next having a mixed of the two, the next, uh, it was, it was really unpredictable and really hard. Nothing was really improving in actually in 2016 was when another sort of pivotal change happened. We decided to move houses, my husband and I. And so we were having a new house built and we ended up spending nine months in a little apartment with our two cats. And Within the first month of moving into this apartment, the upstairs neighbors flooded their bathroom and all the water came in down in between the walls. At the time, didn't really think too much of it. But then the winter months came just around the corner. You know, we're inside all the time with the heat turned up. And I remember, you know, my husband was actually traveling a lot for work and he would come home and he'd get really bad sinus issues and feel like really brain fogged. And he he was like, do you feel that? Well, at this point, I didn't even know what that didn't feel like. But I do remember having more sinus issues. And then finally, I mean, literally about a month or two before we're going to move out, I kind of keyed in on the fact that, you know what, you probably had mold infestation that whole time, because one of my cats was getting really sick. And we couldn't, we were at the vet a couple times a month, and we couldn't figure anything out. You know, we're doing all these food changes, everything else. So it must have been a huge relief when you finally were able to get out of that apartment and into the new house. It was at first, but here's what happened with the new house. It didn't go so well, especially looking back in hindsight. We moved into the new house and it actually wasn't completely finished. And the house was actually infested with bugs, with spiders and ants, but We had to move in within three days because my husband was leaving on a work assignment for three months. So we got the house sprayed by a green pesticide company, not knowing any better, thinking like, all right, 
we're just going to get this taken care of on our own. We'll move into the house. We'll get everything sorted. And then he's got to leave. It was a huge trigger, huge trigger. Within a month, I completely stopped sleeping. My nervous system just went crazy. I couldn't relax. So I called up the Lyme doctor and I told him, and I thought it was the medication, but I didn't know. I hadn't put the pieces together. And I was on a really low dose at this point in time. And he says, well, I think you should just stop the medication and take tryptophan supplement instead. So I did as I was told. And let me tell you, I went into what I would term a medication meltdown. I stopped that medication cold turkey. I'd already been on it for like three years. And my body went into severe acute withdrawal. It was actually the worst experience of my life up to that point. I was completely alone. My husband was 600 miles away on a work assignment. My heart was racing out of control. I thought I was going to have a heart attack. I had trouble breathing, just sweating profusely. My whole body just completely vibrating. I was actually pooping and peeing constantly, like 25 times a night. Just, I would try to lay down to relax, be up, try to lay down five, six, 10 minutes later, be up again. I was just crazy. And then I actually, I actually had a seizure. I knew what was going on. Oh my God. And you were home alone. I was home alone. And I probably should have called 911 in hindsight, but I didn't. I was just beyond like even thinking at that point. My, my brain was just hijacked. My nervous system was hijacked. I lost 12 pounds in 10 days because my body was just burning up. It was insane. Um, of course, I contacted the doctor within a couple of days and I said, I, this is torture. Like what's going on here? I've never had anything like this. And unfortunately, he took no accountability. He actually blamed me and said I was exaggerating my symptoms. Now, let me tell you, don't ever wean off a medication or stop a medication without a doctor's guidance. I had to stop work for like three weeks. I couldn't function. I could hardly, I mean, I could hardly walk. I was so weak and shaking. And um, I also, at that time, I just stopped all the antibiotics. I was just like, all right, I'm in the bad enough place. And, and he actually said, okay, stop the antibiotics, stop the supplements, because he was just like, your body needs to reset. And I was like, okay. And at that point in time, I had already had this feeling like I need to be off this stuff. This is not doing me any good. It's not getting me anywhere. It's not going well. The aftermath of this was that the next time I saw the doctor, which was a couple of weeks later, he diagnosed me with POTS, which is postural orthostatic tachycardia syndrome. I had just major vagus nerve issues at this point. My heart would race out of control randomly, especially when I change positions, like I would be in the shower, get out of the shower. My heart rate would be 140, 160 beats a minute. I have one of those little pulse ox finger monitors. I would turn over in bed and my pulse would race to 130, 140 beats a minute, just out of nowhere. Whenever I would try to lay down to sleep, I would have restless legs 
I would have all kinds of twitches and spasms, these just violent jerks that would just almost, you know, almost be asleep because I was so tired. And these jerks would just wake me up. I developed uh, neurological sleep apnea and sleep paralysis. So medical medium talks about neurological sleep apnea. And it's essentially, I would actually be dreaming that I couldn't breathe, like somebody was suffocating me. And I would be trying to wake myself up as I was dreaming, because I was like physically not able to breathe. It was the scariest thing ever. And I started having episodes of that all the time. Just absolutely frightening. At this point, I saw another doctor, you know, the Lyme doctor referred me to a cardiologist, saw that doctor, did all this testing, did this remote telemetry, which is basically a remote EKG that you wear all the time. Did that for a couple months, went back to the cardiologist and he said, oh, there's nothing wrong with you. I think it's just the Lyme disease. And so, I, I mean, at this point in time, I had already seen over 35 different doctors and specialists in the previous nine years at this point. And I was just at the end of my rope. I was getting to a point where I didn't even know if I was going to live. I mean, I was so freaked out. I was absolutely terrified of medications because of what I had just experienced. And then in December of 2016, uh, I was still seeing, I was seeing another counselor and she actually mentioned to me this book when I went and saw her, she was like, you know, there's this really interesting chapter about Lyme disease in this book called medical medium. And I was like, okay. So I was pretty skeptical. And she started reading a couple paragraphs from the Lyme chapter and it really piqued my interest. So it was right before Christmas time. And I thought, all right, I'm just going to buy myself a Christmas present. And this was the first book, right? The secrets behind chronic and mystery illness and how to finally heal. Yes, correct. I actually didn't even crack the book for like another two months. Oh, wow. Because I just had, I was in so much pain constantly, so much brain fog. I was just so overwhelmed with all that was going on. And I finally opened it to read it in about February of 2017. And it took me about two months to read the whole book because I just, I had such horrible concentration. I had dyslexia. I couldn't remember anything. I'd have to go back and read the sentence over and over and over again to try to understand it. But once I finished it, you know, it was so interesting. I was like, whoa, this is like nothing I've ever heard. And it really resonated with me. And so every single chapter just spoke to me. It was something I was dealing with in every chapter. And I was like, my goodness, this is too good to be true. And then I got to the end of it and I thought, wow, all I need to do is just change my diet and drink celery juice and maybe do some supplements. I thought that's way too easy. Like, okay. So in April of 2017, I started celery juice. I started with 16 ounces and I lasted three days. <laughs> How did that go? I thought I was going to die. Is <laughs> how it went. I guess you hadn't gotten the voicemail to start slow, huh? Uh, no, I hadn't. And I actually totally gave up. I thought <sighs> it was beyond hope. I thought, wow, this 
must work for somebody else, but I am just too far gone. I'm too sick. I can't do it. And I think there's a lot of people who think that they they start, it's such potent medicine, right? And they start out that fast and they react to it and they think, oh, no, 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 I can't do this. And it really is that it's just potent. So what did you do? Well, somehow it planted a seed in me. I was still seeing the Lyme doctor. So I, I had an appointment coming up and I took some of the information to the doctor. And I said, Hey, have you heard of medical medium? I think it's like, there's some really good points there. He just completely dismissed me, like didn't even register. But interestingly enough, at this point in time, you know, I had gone through many, many blood tests along the way here. I had been tested for all kinds of other things. So I had records of I had actually already been tested for Epstein-Barr virus three times, tested positive for past infection. I had tested positive for HHV6, for cytomegalovirus. I knew I had strep because I had gotten a SIBO diagnosis by this point. And then from reading the book, I knew that so many of my other symptoms, neurological symptoms especially, were from shingles. So when he dismissed me like that, It was strangely enough, I started thinking about it a lot more. And I started thinking like, well, I've been on this Lyme train for so long, or what Anthony refers to as the Lyme trap, which is really true. And I started thinking, you know what? It's just not making sense anymore. And especially by this point, I had collected so many other diagnoses. I mean, I was I was down the rabbit hole with so many other things like fibromyalgia and colitis and, you know, chronic migraines and multi-chemical sensitivity. I mean, I was just, just disintegrating my whole body. So I actually spent the next couple months seeing a couple other practitioners. I went to an acupuncturist. I went to an energy healer. I saw a functional nutritionist and That person led me down another rabbit hole of the MTHFR gene. And so I was then recommended to do a whole bunch of different other supplements. I was doing bone broth and collagen and apple cider vinegar and just the whole slew, you know, just throwing the kitchen sink at it of all these things that were just not helpful whatsoever. And all of it too was, you know, I was recommended to do high protein high fat. Oh my God. Because the previous fall, when I lost, you know, when I said I lost those 12 pounds, that was just the beginning. Actually, I kept losing weight. And at first it wasn't too bad. I would lose a pound here, gain it back there. But then by this next spring, when I was seeing these other practitioners, I was losing weight fairly rapidly. I was losing about three to four to five pounds a month. Oh, wow. I've always been a pretty lean person. So I didn't have a lot of weight to lose. And so like, especially this functional nutritionist, you know, she was recommending that I put olive oil on every single thing that I ate and salt all my food heavily and eat a lot of butter. She wanted me to eat animal protein at every single meal. And I absolutely refused because I couldn't stomach any of that. I didn't even like animal protein that much. And I, at this point I just ate chicken and fish. So I would only eat it at dinner, but I was still eating it every single day along with all the high fat items alongside that. And 
at this point, I had already tried, you know, through the Lyme doctor and through the nutritionist, I had tried all of these other, what I term reductionist diets, like the no lectins, the no nightshades, you know, just pointing to one thing. I had done low oxalate diet. And some of the foods I could sort of eat, some of them I knew I couldn't eat and I didn't eat them anyway because my food list was getting smaller and smaller because my gut issues were getting just tremendously worse as time went on. I also had so much pain in my back that, you know, from the sciatica and I had so much gut pain. It was just, just a double whammy. I was bent over like an elderly person. Oh my God. And you're in your mid thirties, right? I was in my later thirties at this point. Okay. I was about age 38. At this point in time, you know, spring going into summer of 2017 and all of the neurological symptoms just continuously increased. Like nothing was getting better. The sleep was practically non-existent. I was getting like zero to four hours a night. I was having all of the memory issues, speaking issues, the dyslexia. I would have these periods of what I call blackout, where it would happen to me at work. It would happen to me when I was driving, where I just would completely forget periods of time. I wouldn't even know where I was. And then it was almost like I would wake up and come to, I wouldn't remember what I said or what I did. Or like when I was driving, I was like, oh my gosh, like the last like five miles went by. I don't remember a thing. I just felt like I was almost in this altered state of consciousness. Oh my and God. On June 30th of 2017, it was a Friday. And this whole entire week, I had not slept at all from Monday through Friday. I hadn't slept the night before. And I just had a mental breakdown. I was in so much pain. I began hallucinating. When you go that long without sleep, your brain just, deteriorates. It, it just can't think anymore. It can't put your motor skills are so slow. It, you can't put anything together. And I, I was just like, I can't do it. I can't do it anymore. I was probably saying some things that were not appropriate in terms of just let me die. I don't want to be here anymore. I can't sleep. I can't eat. I can't poop. I just, just God take me. And my husband freaked out and he took me to a psychiatric hospital. He didn't know what to do. What happened after that was I was essentially baited into saying certain words. And then I was admitted against my will. What that means is that I had to agree to be admitted or there would be a 72 hour court ordered hold for my admission. It was like I had enough wits about me to realize that, but I, I just freaked out. I couldn't believe what was happening. I, I did have my wits about me to refuse the medications they wanted to push on me. I absolutely refused all medications. It was a really traumatic experience. I couldn't sleep. I could hardly eat. And the food there wasn't anything desirable to begin with. But because my gut was so bad at this point, I literally could hardly eat anything. I think I ate a couple apples and a couple oranges like all day. And the following day, Saturday, thankfully, um, the doctor came and I was able to speak with a psychiatrist. And I very gently pleaded my case that I was 
admitted under false pretenses. And so the doctor did sign off on my release. I was able to get out the end of that day. But let me tell you, it was the longest 30 hours of my life. And I would not wish that on anybody. It's a very stark, depressing environment. I bet. So when I got home, my health was continuous declining. I mean, I was probably not far from being in a wheelchair just due to all the pain and the lack of mobility. I was so depressed. I I was just a complete shell of myself. I finally just enough was enough. I stopped seeing the Lyme doctor, stopped seeing the nutritionist. And so throughout the summer, I had been trying to cut out some of the no foods. I started with dairy because that was the hardest for me, especially cheese. So I was making headway on that, but I didn't really know what else to eat because I was in such a bad place. So I was already, I mean, I was down to like 10 foods that I could eat and most of them were not good foods. I was eating a lot of chocolate for sure. Still drinking coffee. And I was eating like sweet potatoes, white rice, a banana here and there, a handful of spinach here and there, and a couple berries here and there, and just lots of butter and olive oil, because <laughs> I was still trying to eat fat to gain fat. On October 8th of 2017, I officially started Medical Medium. It was honestly my last hope, my last chance. I was downright hopeless. I didn't think anything or anybody could help me. But what I did was I said, at this point, I had listened to many of the radio shows. I had gone back to the medical medium book a couple times, which is kind of try to read, read through it, try to re- remind myself because I couldn't remember anything, but it still res. you know, it's like the information resonated with me. And the more I heard it, the more I read it, I just thought I have to give this a chance. So I, I made a goal that I would commit to medical medium information for one year. I would do it, you know, as written and I wouldn't cheat. And at the end of the year, if I wasn't any better then I would take my fate into my own hands because I, I couldn't live the way I was living. I had no quality of life. I was in so much pain. So the first thing I did was I started celery juice at 16 <laughs> ounces. And what happened? I lasted three days and then I thought I was going to die. So I was like, wow, I didn't learn the lesson six months earlier and I sure didn't learn it again. So I had to just repeat that mistake. So I quit. I quit celery juice this time, but I didn't quit the other stuff. I thought, all right, celery juice is a no-go. Let's try to just work on the food stuff. And I cut out all the no foods within a month. And that was actually, in hindsight, it was really fast. It was really dramatic. My body was not prepared for any of that because I still couldn't digest anything. My body was still struggling so bad but I was still just trying. What else had you brought in at that point? Um, I remember more berries for sure. I did bring in some of the wild blueberries, but I was definitely bringing in like more strawberries, raspberries, because those were semi-okay. Banana, but I was still eating meat. I was still eating processed foods. Hadn't cut all that out yet. Like I said, a lot of white rice. That's basically what I lived on. 
sweet potatoes were okay. But you had taken out things like dairy and gluten and eggs at that point. Yeah. So actually, um, yeah, I did. And it was hard because I still wanted to eat all those things. I was never a big egg eater because I was actually allergic to eggs from childhood. And I would have severe reactions if I ate eggs or egg whites. But if they were in something like a baked good, I was okay. So I still I could still eat a lot of cookies and cakes and all that sort of thing. Of course, I now know they were not good for me at that point in time, but I was still eating those things before I took them out. The other thing that I did right off the bat was I started a lot of supplements because at this point it had been ingrained in me that I needed to take supplements to heal or needed to take medications to heal. So in the book, in the Lyme chapter, in the shingles chapter, in the EBV chapter, I mean, I was basically combining tons of those supplements and I took way too many at way too high a dosages way too quickly. So I was actually not feeling better at all. I was feeling tremendously worse. It was a really, really rough start. But within a couple months, I decided to try celery juice again. And at this point, I didn't make the mistake for the third time. I started at two ounces twice a week. And even that was really difficult. I mean, it just sent me into a tailspin. But like I said, I was taking way too many supplements too. And the food stuff was really difficult. I could hardly digest anything. But I just, you know, like I said, I had committed myself to a year. So I was not going to give up. I was putting my heart and soul into this. So the first five months on medical medium were really difficult. I was feeling a lot worse. And I was just like, man, what is going to help me get better? This is just awful. What was keeping you going at that point? I mean, you were in such bad shape when you started it. And if you started to feel so much worse, how did you keep your motivation? I think looking back now, some of it was sheer willpower, just indomitable will. Like I'm not going to give up because I committed a year to this. But another part of it was I was so terrified of both the conventional and alternative medical system that I had just been through for the previous 10 years, that there was no way I could go back to that. And so that's why I said, this was my last hope. And I just said, all right, I'm in whatever happens. I'm in, I'm just going to have to wait it out. But around the five month mark, I knew I needed help. I couldn't do it alone. So I started working with a health coach, medical medium practitioner. And at this point in time, I also um, you know, I had cracked into life-changing foods, was really reading through that. And I was like, I got to go all in with these foods. So I cut out all the meat because I was like, if I'm going to heal, I'm going to give myself the best chance to heal with the most healing foods. And that's the plants, the wild foods, the herbs, fruits, and vegetables. And within two weeks after that, so right around March of 2018, I cut out caffeine, cold turkey. How'd that go? It was a little rough at first, but it wasn't as rough as I expected. And I don't know why. I mean, I had been drinking coffee every day for years and, you know, lots of chocolate. The chocolate part was harder because I was so addicted to it. 
And every time I wanted to eat a piece of chocolate, I ate a piece of fruit because I remember on one of, I don't remember which show it was, but I remember picking that tip up along the way that medical medium said, like, you need glucose, your body. It was probably the addiction show. I bet it was. And she's making reference to it. He had a two-part radio show when he was doing radio shows for Hay House, and it was called Understanding Addictions. And I can put a link to that in the show notes. It was, it's an especially good episode. Yeah. And so I just remember him beating a drum into my head that I need glucose. I need glucose. I need glucose. And one of my biggest goals on medical medium to start with was I needed to gain weight because I was so thin. I mean, in fact, I couldn't get comfortable in any position. I mean, laying down, my body hurt, sitting up, my sit bones would be so painful, like sitting on any surface because they stuck out because I was so freaking skinny. I was like, this is awful. Like, this is the worst problem to have. When I went all in with whole food, plant-based, my goal was to gain weight. And so gut issues be damned. I was eating like a horse because that's all I wanted to do was gain weight. I just knew I had to get glucose in me any way I could. And then of course, the, the mineral salts with like the celery juice, the greens, the cucumber juice. So when I started working with the practitioner, uh, she really helped rein me in. She helped give me some more organization with taking the supplements, but it was still a rocky road for a long time because this whole time, even though I was so sick, I never let myself believe that I was that sick. I mean, it sounds pretty silly, but I just kept going, you know, just pummeling myself to the last, you know, the last drop. And so in many ways, uh, the first year was really rough. And I remember right around the seven month mark, having one day where I had a little less pain. And that was, I kid you not, literally the first day where I felt that something was changing. And I was like, oh my gosh. Okay. If this can happen once it can happen again. And then around the 10 month mark, I had an amazing day where just, I had like no pain. The gut issues were doing a little better. By this point in time, I had gained 10 pounds and I was out of the danger zone. I mean, I knew I still had about, you know, 15 more to gain, but I was still out, you know, I was out of feeling so weak and fragile. And at this 10 month mark, I was able to go on a three mile hike. Wow. It was literally the best day of my life. I mean, I get teared up thinking about it now, but the next day was terrible again, you know, and the next day after that was terrible. And it was just really, really rough. Uh, That's all I can say. And medical medium says it's three steps forward and two steps back. And sometimes that three steps forward day is just an absolute miracle. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I mean, it took me six months to get to 16 ounces a day with celery juice, but I was pushing it. You know, I didn't give myself any breaks. After I got to 16 ounces, I did take it much slower. So I was learning along the way to not push so hard because, you know, my whole life and especially being such a competitive athlete, 
that's really all I knew. That's the only mindset I had was just to push forward, push through, you know, no pain, no gain. And that's basically what I did those 10 years when I was continuously getting worse going through the medical system. So this was a real learning experience for me. But I got to the end of that first year and I wasn't worse. I could tell I was getting better, even though I couldn't really see a lot of visible things yet. I knew inside my body was working so hard. And like I said, all the stuff that Anthony would say on his radio shows, and then he started doing lives. It just fueled me. It just, you know, it told me that my body loves me. So starting the second year, I was doing pretty good for about six months. And in the spring of 2019, we had a really wet spring and I started developing all kinds of crazy symptoms, like a lot of sinus issues. I started itching all over my body. I started having a lot more neurological issues like migraines. Insomnia was getting worse again because I'd actually had started to get a little bit better. You know, I was going from like two hours of sleep a night to four hours to six hours. You know, it was sort of steadily getting a little bit better. And one of my cats got really sick too. Couldn't figure it out. I had a call with the health coach and I was telling her all these things. And she asked me, Are you sure you don't have mold in your house? And I said, oh, I'm really sure. Like, I'm really careful about water and everything else. So she was like, well, I was like, all right, I'll go check it out. Checked everything, couldn't find any visible mold. Three days later, had this torrential rainstorm. And I'm walking through my kitchen at about seven o'clock at night. And there's water dripping through my ceiling. Oh, and right then and there, I had a few expletives that came out of my mouth. And I was like, Oh, my gosh, there's mold in my attic. There is water intrusion in my attic. And I just, I mean, it was a feeling of relief, like I have an answer, but it was also a feeling of like such doom. Like, Oh, my gosh, I cannot even believe this. So come to find out, there was a slow leak in the roof from when the roof had been re-roofed two years before. And then with all that rain, that spring, it had just opened up a bigger hole, moved out of the house for five weeks. And my symptoms, I mean, they just escalated beyond belief, just massive. I mean, I was right back to where I was in 2017, massive insomnia, massive neurological symptoms, my heart going crazy, you know, the whole body vibrating everything just came back in full force. And it was just really, really hard because I was in, I was in a bad way, but you know what, just fall off the horse. You just climb back on. And so I, I had to kind of start over and because I was so sensitive to supplements again, because of the neurological issues, I was sensitive to foods again. You know, I wasn't starting completely over, but I was, uh, my immune system took a huge hit. So that was it. That was a huge setback, a huge trigger. Um, the next year going into 2020, like many people, 2020 was not a good year for me. Of course, at this point, you know, I'm all in with medical medium. You know, I'm learning as much as I can. Now I'm pretty active on Instagram, you know, helping people out, sharing my story. 
And 2020 started off, I knew my immune system was still really low. So I was working on, you know, building it up, slowly getting back. And then I got the plague bug really early on. Oh man. It took me six weeks to get through it. And I was just extremely fatigued, bad neurological symptoms, worse, worse headaches I'd ever had. And among some of the other symptoms. And once I got over it, like I knew I was over it, you know, it was like getting over any other type of acute sickness. Like, you know, when you're getting your energy back, you know, when you're kind of getting back on your feet. But then I started getting all these really strange neurological symptoms coming back, like really bad insomnia, really bad headaches. I just couldn't figure it out. Bad brain fog, even gut issues were getting worse again. And I was like, I'm over this plague bug. It's not that. I was still working with the health coach and I was batting ideas off of her. We both couldn't figure it out. And then it took me about two months. And I remember medical medium did a live and I was listening to it. And somebody asked a question, are even vegan natural flavors MSG? And he said, yes, all natural flavors are MSG. And for some reason that rung a bell in my head, I went over to my supplements and I saw that this one supplement that I had been taking that had previously been recommended had vegan natural flavors in it. And I thought, hmm, this might be the culprit. I don't know. Let me stop this supplement. I stopped the supplement within 24 hours. My symptoms were gone. That's absolutely incredible. And it's, I'm so glad you bring this up because it's so important because we've seen it happen time and time and time again, that there are supplements that he has recommended and the manufacturers change the ingredients and it takes time for people to notice it, right? Because we trust that it's going to be the same every time we order it and they change over time. And it's why it's important to look every single time when you get something new, but holy cow, 24 hours, huh? It was incredible. I couldn't believe it. And at first I didn't believe it. So I thought, all right, totally going to stop the supplement. And then two weeks later, I had none of those symptoms. And I finally felt like, okay, I'm finally getting back on my feet. And this was like the summer of 2020. And within another month, at the end of the summer, I got some really bad news very abruptly that my husband of 13 years had um, decided to divorce me, that this healing journey was just too much of a burden. And let me tell you, that was, that was a real heartbreaker. I never saw it coming. But I also promised myself at the time that I would not sacrifice my health again. I would not let myself go down. I would not let myself be demolished by one more roadblock. I'd been through so many and I'd overcome them and I knew I was healing and I had proof of that. You know, I was doing more, I was feeling better. And so, I mean, at this point in time, I just, I really started praying to the angels like I never had before and, uh, and to God. And I just thought, well, for whatever reason, this happened, but I'm not giving up and I'll just keep going. And if anything comes out of this, 
you know, I'll be able to help somebody else someday with what they're going through because boy, life's going to hand you a lot of roadblocks and it's up to you to decide how you're going to navigate through that. You know, I'd come too far from where I was, especially in 2017 to just give it all up. So that it's been a big challenge for sure. You know, this, this past year, 2021 has really been me figuring out my life alone, you know, working through that. The one good thing that happened was I was able to start working again. And cause I had been off work for three and a half years. So that was a really positive advancement and a very necessary thing that had to happen. You know, I've also seen other changes um, in this past year that it's like my resilience has increased like tenfold. I mean, I have a lot of days where I still don't sleep well. And I mean, that's still a big issue. I have a lot of days where I still have a lot of pain or neurological symptoms, but I don't get down like I used to. I just think, you know what? It'll get better. I've been through this before. All storms pass. Everything changes. Nothing ever stays the same, just like Anthony says. And I'll tell you, my first year on medical medium, I used to repeat that phrase like a hundred times a day, just, just to get myself through the day. And I would get comfort from it because I was like, yeah, everything does change. Nothing does stay the same. So Megan, where does your health stand now? So I have healed many things. I mean, it's truly amazing. I have come so far, especially in the last four years that I've been following the medical medium information. And there's also things that I'm still working on very diligently. So I mean, some of the things, I mean, the biggest three things in my life were, in many people's lives, is eat, sleep, poop. You know, <laughs> those are the basics. And right now, I've healed two out of three of those. So this summer, after three and a half years on medical medium, I can finally say I conquered and have fully healed constipation. I have no constipation ever I mean, every day is like a joy and it is truly remarkable. I had constipation for 41 years of my life. Wow. And I healed it in three and a half. So, you know, sometimes people say, oh, this, this stuff takes too long to heal or whatever. And I used to think that too, because I was always like, oh, when am I going to heal this? When am I going to heal that? And I still have those thoughts. And when I look back, I'm like, that is such a huge hallmark. I mean, other things is that the POTS symptoms, they're like 80 to 90% healed. I only get them every once in a while. If I have like a real big trigger or stress going on, the memory loss, the dyslexia, the word finding issues, the brain fog, all healed, all gone. The heavy metal detox smoothie was the ticket to that. I drink it every single day. It's actually my favorite food of the day. I look forward to it every single morning when I drink it. It's my absolute favorite thing of the day. It tastes so good. I used to never be able to dream. I mean, I didn't, I didn't dream for probably seven or eight years. And now I have dreams again, wild dreams. I fully healed depression. I mean, yeah, I have days where I get down or just don't feel well, but it's much different than full on depression. 
my blood sugar is stabilized. I can eat again. Like I said, digest things, feel like I'm actually getting nutrients into my body. So the malabsorption issues are gone, you know, gained all my weight back to my normal weight, got muscle again. I can do some weightlifting, some body weight exercises. I've actually healed colitis and the gastroparesis that I had. So those are all amazing things. I mean, I'm sure I could come up with many more too, you know, and then there's some of the big, the big heavy hitters that I'm still working on, like the sleep, you know, insomnia has been with me a long time. I know it's very much neurological and that is very much related to the viruses, the heavy metals, the toxins. I mean, I went through 10 years of just never being off a medication. And I was on at least one prescription medication that entire time, which we know from medical medium are filled with toxins and heavy metals. And my liver, it was on emergency support. So it's going to need some time to work through some of these issues. My low back injury that had turned into sciatica and the left side of my body that was shutting down has come back, I would say about 75%. So it's really, I mean, it's just such a huge revelation. I can put weight all through my left leg now. I have no pain. The sciatica has completely resolved. I now only have back pain, like at the original injury site. And that's slowly, slowly healing. But I know that's going to take some time because that was effectively attacked by the shingles of virus. I've gotten strength and function back in my left arm and shoulder. So that's really positive working on my adrenals. I mean, that's going to be a continuous work in progress because I mean, I just trashed him for years with just the erratic eating and just running on adrenaline, you know, doing all kinds of sports and just pushing myself so hard. I mean, even when I was on my last leg, I was still pushing myself, still running on adrenaline. The fatigue is still a big issue. And that to me goes a lot with the sleep. So that's a slow work in progress. But, you know, honestly, all of these things, they don't get me too down. I just kind of take it as it comes now. I used to get so emotionally charged up about, oh, I'm having such a bad day. Oh, I feel this. Oh, I feel that. And now I'm just like, it is what it is. I mean, it's rough at times. I will not lie. And I have my moments where I have a lot of curse words. But I also have more moments where I'm talking to the angels and I'm saying, thank you for giving me my life back. And I thank Anthony and Spirit of Compassion every single day for giving me my life back because there is nothing better than being able to live your life again. So I'm really functional now. Like I said, I'm working every day. I get to do some of my favorite things like ride my bike or go on hikes, you know, a couple times a month. I also have picked up gardening as a hobby. So I've been doing that for the last four years. And now I'm going to be starting to do some indoor gardening, maybe a little bit more than growing sprouts, but that's really a passion of mine. And um, gosh, it's just been an amazing journey and it's not over yet. It's going to keep going for the rest of my life because, you know, once you find something that works, I mean, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know, just keep going. 
Absolutely. Well, I so appreciate you coming on here and sharing your story. I mean, there's, it's so incredible what you have been through and what you have come back from. And it's so incredibly inspiring. I mean, I'm sitting here with tears running down my face right now too, but I, it's just such a gift to me and to everyone who listens to hear just what you've been through and the inspiration that you provide to all of us. Thank you so much. Well, thank you so much, Kirsten. It's been an honor. And I just want anybody out there to know that you truly can heal. Your body loves you. Your body is always working for you. And it doesn't matter how long it takes because each step forward is a step better from where you came. So never give up. So beautiful. Thank you so much. I hope you found inspiration from this very special episode. You can find Megan on Instagram at Healing Athlete. Show notes for this episode, episode 57, will include links to the books and radio shows that we talked about and the link to the Quest for the Best Holiday Gift Guide. The show notes are available through your podcast provider like Apple Podcasts or Spotify if you've followed Quest for Healing. And they're also available on my website at carefullyhealing.com forward slash podcast. If you're looking for additional support on your own health journey, you can learn more about how we can work together directly by going to my health coaching website at carefullyhealing.com or by finding me on social media on Facebook at Carefully Healing and on Instagram and YouTube at Carefully Healing with Kirsten. Thank you for joining me today on the Quest for Healing podcast. These discussions are not intended to provide medical advice, but rather to give you examples of methods and modalities that you may find interesting, informative, or helpful. Please work with your doctor as you undertake your own health journey. Hey, it's Kirsten. Before I started out on my health journey, I didn't know how poisonous many of the cleaners I used in my home were. Then when I started trying to clean the toxins out of my body, I started to question if the cleaners I was using were just adding back more. And how does that make sense when we're using toxic chemicals to get things clean? So imagine how excited I was when I found non-toxic, fragrance-free, essential oil-free Branch Basics cleaners. Now I use them for many things around my house, including scrubbing my kitchen and bathroom, cleaning my juicer, and as the laundry detergent for cleaning my clothes. Plus, it's also the soap that I use to wash my fruit because it's also sodium laurel sulfate-free. So check out branchbasics.com. Their starter kits make it so easy to get started and you can use my code carefullyhealing, which is all one word, for 15% off your purchase. And because I always want to be upfront with you, this is an affiliate link, so I will earn a small commission if you buy using my code. But I only recommend this product because I love it and use it myself. So if you're ready to start cleaning your home with a healthier cleaner, go to branchbasics.com.